Hey, lovely life family. Welcome back to another discussion about loving your life. It's your sis, Crystal, and I have a special guest in the house today, my brother, Corey. Uh, you all have met him before. We're excited to have him back with us because it is a special time of the year. Uh, just taking the time to really acknowledge men. There's not enough conversations around empowering our men and creating space for them to be men. Uh, without trying to fix them. And so I really wanted to bring somebody that I have a lot of respect for who is making major impact in the communities around us here out in AZ. Uh, but he's he's making a global impact because every seed, every person that he deposits his, his life into, they're going, you know, around the world. And so we just thank God for your work, Corey, and I appreciate you coming on today. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Good deal. So as I mentioned, it is Men's Health and Wellness Month. And so definitely wanted to get Corey on here to hear his perspective as a man. And so we're going to jump right in. Uh, but before we jump into Corey, how you doing, man? How you been doing? So I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm honored that you would have me uh, on your podcast to speak about this very, very, very important topic. Um, I'm feeling as healthy as ever. Um, love going to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now that's a, that's a rare, rare thing I've heard out of a man's mouth. I love, you might be the first word, matter of fact. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So we, we're going to talk about that. He loves going to the doctor, fellas. How y'all feel about that? Comment. <laughs> and so. As we kick this off, I want the first question I have for you is what does men's health and wellness mean to you? Uh, well, it means to me, means the world. Uh, and what I mean by that is a man's wealth is all predicated on their health, mm. their wellness. It's not a monetary, it's not a, it's not a, a financial thing. But if you're healthy and whole and, and you're working on, um, your, 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 your wellness, then other people are affected by you positively. So, um, that's one of the reasons why I think, why I believe that health or I know that health is, uh, and wellness is so important to me because again, it affects other people positively and, you know, men as being, you know, the leaders or leaders of other men, um, it's very difficult to lead when you're not healthy. It's yeah. very difficult to lead um, when you're not in pursuit of a better wellness. So yeah. as a leader, I believe all leaders should, should um, be encouraged to uh, have health and wellness as a top priority, um, especially husbands, fathers, um, anyone that affects other people positively or attempting to do it positively, I think it's extremely important for you to, as a man, to be um, cognizant of your health and wellness. You know, you hit some crucial um, examples of dealing with health and wellness for men. As a child, did you grow up being taught to care for your mental and your physical and spiritual health? 
No, uh, I think that was just, I think that was more uh, environmental in the sense of taking care of yourself. So what I mean by that is like, you know, when you, you know, survival of the fittest, if you will, um, whoever can do the most push-ups, whoever has the biggest muscles, whoever is the most uh, well-conditioned, those individuals normally survive in a jungle, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and I was brought up that way. And um we had to, like, there was no other choice. You were either predator or prey, predator or prey, um, wow. things of that nature. So that's when I started to begin to instill this, like this physical fitness um part of part of me and then we were athletes too um because that's all it was to do um nowadays they have all of these um i call them sticks all these uh games and things of that nature we couldn't afford that stuff so we had to mama make mama made sure we went outside y'all better play some football or something um nowadays they 24 hours on a game like i i can't wrap my head around that but i'm not judging anyone i'm just saying I don't know how physically or even mentally well an individual could possibly be spending that much time doing something, you know, other than working on their body and their mental and their, and their spiritual. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of ingrained, forced upon us. Okay. I, I hear you. Yeah. It was just make sure you, you in the house before the, the street lights come on and. Yeah, we had the Atari for a minute, but then it was like, uh, when you grow up, so used to being in the street, playing tag, playing football, whatever it is, it's like, okay, we can sit on these sticks for something, but you're, like you said, you know, you're kind of conditioned to be out being physically active. And so for you, I think that's interesting. So it's it's not necessarily that you were taught, hey, it's important to take care of your mental, your physical health. It was more of a survival Absolutely. Man. But did you ever interpret that as this is me taking care of my mental, my physical, my spiritual health, or it was okay. Never. Wow. So at what point would you say it turned into that? Like I have to take care of my mental health, my physical health and my spiritual health. Well, that's a great question. I believe it, it began, I believe, it was eight years ago. Because that's when I that's when I married my wife, um, my now wife. But I knew that I did not want to go into a marriage being unstable. So I remember seeking out professional help. Okay. For many for for many of the traumas that I experienced as a youngster. And I saw those things start to manifest in my adult, um, hood. And, um, as a man, I thought it was important to, to seek again, this, this professional help, uh, did it for three years and Mm -hmm. it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's when I realized I needed some, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. That's when I realized that I really needed someone other than myself. <laughs> you know how wow. we think every like we're the, we're the right one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that there had to be someone outside of my experiences, outside of my family, things of that nature, that could possibly talk to me and 
give me some advice on how to deal with certain things before entering a marriage. So I'm thankful that I made that decision and, and I would encourage anyone, any man, seek some help. Even if you feel you got it all together, there's always an opportunity to grow. So now was there um, anything specific that you would say was the catalyst to you wanting to seek help outside of preparing to be a husband? Were there other men around you that were examples? Like, how did you know to do something outside of yourself and, and kind of breaking the stigma around getting support and help as a man and not viewing it as weakness? I know I said a whole lot there, but like, how do you go from growing up? Um, and if you all saw the previous interview, I mean, this brother has been, he has a story. So if you haven't, go, go to our YouTube channel and check him out, but just straight out of New York, you know, industries and, and, and having to survive. And so how do you go from that survival mode to like that care mode so that you can thrive in life? Were there examples? Um, or was it just something that you matured into or, or a combination of both? Well, it, it, um, it was a combination definitely of both. I think I really matured into it. Um, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't finding success with my explosiveness. I was ex- pretty, pretty explosive, um, towards anyone. Again, not making excuses, but. <laughs> It's pretty explosive. And, and, and those were hindering many of my relationships. Okay. Friendships, um, uh, financial, um, partners, things of that nature. My explosiveness was really hurting, uh, me as well as others. So, um, I did not want to go into a marriage into, uh, committing to, to, a to this beautiful woman without some type of substance because I didn't, I, I didn't have any substance. I was just wow. an explosive volcano doesn't have substance. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So that's what I tend would do at times. Um, due to again, my upbringing and certain experiences that I continued. Okay. Cause we can have an upbringing and then there's a cutoff. Mm-hmm. Then there's no more excuses, right? Right. And then we start to do things on our own that cause us these different uh experiences and things of that nature. So I realized that, as you mentioned, I matured into it probably 60% of it. And then I did have some models and get, did get some, um, my grandmother, uh, I bless her, her soul, but she would always say, um, that I was going to be a great man one day. I never believed it. I never believed it, but I remember her telling me when I was 16, 17 years old, Corey, make sure you get counseling. Wow. I was like, what? Counseling? Nobody can go to counseling. Who's going to counseling? But I, again, years later, here I am 48, no, 40 years old at the time where I made that conscious decision to go get some professional help. And so what would you say that even though it was years ago, the value in her just planting, you're going to be a good man one day, get you some counseling. I mean, just hearing that, 
what is the what what value do you put on those words? Significant value. That value changed my life, saved my life, to be honest. Wow. Save many, save, save others' lives as, as well. So if there are men that struggle with hearing a sister, a, a life partner, um, pastor, mother, telling them, you know, you're going to be a good man one day, and they struggle to embrace that truth um, or that you should seek counseling or therapy and they wrestle with that, what would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say is as men, we want things to be immediate. So that's one of the reasons why it's hard to receive when someone says you're going to be a man, a good man one day. Because the first thing that comes into their mind is what you mean? I'm not a man. I'm not a good man now. All right. So that's probably one of the struggles. But then on the other hand, uh, what I would just say is, is, is embrace that. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. That's someone looking at you from a whole nother lens and okay. manifesting and speaking something into you and don't reject it. Embrace it. Embrace it and ask for clarity. If you don't understand what that means, what that woman is saying or what that individual is saying, Ask for clarity. That even helps too. When you say, Hey, um, I know you said I'm going to be a good man one day. Can you, can you give me some clarity of what you mean by that? And then you allow them to expound on that. And that will hold some substance in you. And you'll remember those words even later down on the line, you know, when you need them. So that will be my encouragement for any man to embrace it. That's good. <clears throat> so I want to, I want to travel down the vulnerability road with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, when you hear or have heard the word vulnerability, what did that mean to you growing up? And then what does it mean to you now? Well, to be totally transparent and honest, I didn't know what that word vulnerability meant. I never even heard that word. Okay. Wow. Never heard that word until I became older. Okay. An adult, I would say. Let me interject real quick. Do you think that that is a human issue or more of a cultural issue, like in the black and brown community? Not really hearing the word vulnerability growing up. It's okay to be vulnerable. Um because I, I know like kind of around my upbringing, we would hear the word weak, but vulnerability is not weakness. It's actually strength. And so, but it was viewed as weakness. And so I heard I, my, to, towards my brothers and other men coming around, stop being weak. Stop acting like a little punk. Um, and that was just if their feelings were hurt and they started to cry, why are you acting like a little punk? You You need to toughen up and stop tripping and you know, would be shamed for showing emotion. And so, but to concur with you, we didn't grow up with that word in our, in our household. Um, and I never heard it until I became older. And so was it interpreted a different way for you? Mm. You know, that I was just having a conversation with some men pertaining to this uh, vulnerability and, and, and men or, or boys. 
And what's really, really um, eye-opening is when a little girl hurts herself, she falls or rides a bike and falls down, the whole block runs to that little girl. Yeah. And and consoles her and nurtures her and hugs her and kisses her or whatever, right? Well, mm-hmm. that'd be okay. Now, if that happens to a young man, the behavior is different. Yeah. Hey, get up. Don't you cry. You're not a punk. So we were just having this conversation and it was just like, how is that like so different? So then we get, then we grow up. And we hold everything in. Yeah. We hold all of our emotions and all of our hurts and we hold them in. And then one day, some person, whomever that may be, normally someone you love. Yeah. Does the wrong thing or the right thing. And all of those things come out. And we always ask, why did he do that? Right. Right? What made him, I can't believe he was such a nice guy. He was such a holding all that stuff in, being taught that you can't be weak, being taught that you can't be vulnerable. So I don't mean to go on a tangent. I'm just, I think, I think that is very, very important to understand that the difference between people dealing with fathers, normally fathers dealing with their young ladies. The little uh-huh. girls and their and their males, so it could be <laughs> societal. It could be like you said. It could be the society. It could be the culture. But mm-hmm. you know, just like sitting and as I'm listening to you, and I I remember even as a female growing up, if I was at friends' house and they had little boys and they hurt themselves, anytime the female tended to the boys, the men in the room would be like. Stop, you're gonna make him soft. Yeah, he alright. Stop doing stop to stop babying him. You know, and I remember like it used to make us as women cringe. Like we don't want our our sons and our husbands and our brothers to be so hardened, but then being scolded for trying to bring comfort the way that God wired, because we we are nurturers, women are. And so it's it's just natural for us to want to nurture and to to bend down, to come to your level and to find out what's going on. But because of the perpetuated problem of infecting men with this lie that vulnerability is a form of weakness, being scolded or rebuked, if you want to say, for checking on our sons, checking on our brothers. And, you know, and so I sit and I think about that and I would love to hear your feedback on how you believe that affects relationships. And, and marriage and having depths in your relationships and going deeper um, so that you can blossom in marriage. Do you think that that's a contributing factor to a lot of um, domestic violence and um, divorce? I, I totally agree. I do believe that's a, <laughs> that's definitely one of the major factors or comp- components to uh, domestic violence as well as uh divorce um because if, if men men don't have a space if they don't have a space they don't make one so if your woman is trying to create space mm. 
and you you don't like it because you don't know it. Like, what would you say to that brother that fights his woman trying to create space for him to just be naked and unashamed about how he's feeling without him feeling like if he shows um, his emotions that he's being weak? Like, what would you say to that brother and, and to the woman? Uh, to the brother, um, one of the, one of the best things ever, that I ever have done was show vulnerability. Vulnerability is a sign of growth. It allows for growth when we're vulnerable. And if we look at it from that perspective, we'll be probably, we'll probably be more willing to be vulnerable if we look at it from a growth and an addition to instead of a subtraction. That's good. So to the women that are encouraging, that are nurturing, that's that's what you do. And you stay in that. The minute you stop is 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 more of an excuse for him not to want to grow. The moment you discontinue, and I know women, I know it can be hard. Cause there's some brothers. <laughs> I I'm so, gonna go there with you. <laughs> I, I already know. I believe me. I was one. I can still be one at times. But anyway, <laughs> um, continue to push on and press on. Cause, cause there has to be some growth in it for for you as well. Right. There has to be some benefit for you as well. You have a if that's your if that's your husband, if that's your brother. If that's your dad, help them grow. Yeah. They have, they, as bad as they may want to be, or as they know it all, they have deficiencies too. So I would continue, I would encourage you to continue to speak life into them. What are some cons? So if we talk about pros and cons, what are some cons that you would say women should kind of fall back and don't do this because it makes things worse? Because women tend to nag if they don't feel like you're listening. Okay, I'll say it. I'm I'm a woman. I'll say it. They can nag and and get on your head. Um, The first thing that comes to my mind, I'm asking you the question, is to not belittle. You know, don't belittle your man or your, your father, your brother, to make them feel dumb and uneducated and quoting statistics at them like they're a fool. Uh, versus creating the space to just listen. So that's something that kind of comes to my mind as a wife and as a mother of three sons. Uh, but I really, I, I care more about what you have to say as a man. Yeah. Um, there's a place in town. Okay. Be cognizant of that. The cat come home and he's struggling because he had a bad day at work. Just keep a safe place or okay. space. That is not the time to to begin the. Well, this is you should. I told you you should have went to go see counseling. Like that's not the time. Please don't do that. Okay, that's good. Um, uh, I'm processing the question, but more uh. 
because I have a lot to say. Um, but I, but I know that women again are nurturing. So that's just a part of their DNA, but time and place is very, very important. Um, and, and another one that is, um, that I would encourage you, um, not to participate in is the comparisons. Oh, that's so comparisons cool. can make a man or any person, but we're talking about men can make a man really struggle even more so with his identity and security, things of that nature. Cause we, we, we deal with those things too. The pridefulness, all that we deal with those. We, we are a bottle of variety of different emotions and things of that nature as well. Um, we can even be even more emotional. Yeah. But our emotion looks different. Our emotion comes out as power, false okay. power. Mm-hmm. But internally, that man is kicking and screaming because he's still a boy when it comes to his emotions because he never dealt with them. So knowing that now, ladies, that's why you have to tread lightly. That's why I encourage you to do so. So that's my, that's my, uh, interpretation and, and my feedback. I, I hope I answered your question. No, you did. I mean, you, you, you touched on it in a major way. I think it's just an ongoing, <clears throat> excuse me, struggle that I think in relationships, people become, become common with one another and that's not okay versus always kind of maintaining the pursuit of one another. And when you're pursuing your man or you're pursuing your woman, you're constantly in a position of growing in love. And so when you see them hurting or you see them frustrating, it's, it's becomes more about how can I support you versus what's your problem? What you tripping on right now? Go ahead. You know, and so anytime anybody doesn't feel supported or that they're going to be talked at Mm -hmm. versus heard, they're going to shut down. Like, why would I pour this into you? Because you're going to throw it back at me and then you're going to throw about four more glasses (laughs) on me and remind me of what I'm not, you know? And so. (laughs) About to send an offering right now. (laughs) 1-800-800. No, you're absolutely right. That is, that is, so that's why, that's what I said about the time and place. Mm-hmm. Comparisons, like, you see what my brother is doing? You see what my dad? Oh, like those, those are just major, like, turn offs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now, what if that brother's like, you, you sitting up here and you trying to support him? But he just won't tell you. And his question is, I don't know. I don't know. It's always, I don't know if that's, is that legit? I don't know an avoidance or, and, and I, and this is, um, I know that's circumstantial. This is, it's not a one size fits all question. Right. Um, is, does the man legit not know or is that an avoidance mechanism? Cause he doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and it's, and it's the combination of, I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to keep saying, I don't know, because I know if I say one thing, then she going to get mad. 
and then I'm not going to, it's going to blow up and there's going to be a big old argument and it's going to go unresolved. You can only sit and deal with that fear for so long before the relationship collapses. Absolutely. You know, because you're not in a position of growing in love and continuing to learn each other um, so that you can be a better support for each other. And so for men that are struggling with articulating, I'm depressed, I'm, I'm anxious, I'm feeling anxiety, actually saying those words out loud or saying, I don't know and I need support, but I don't know what type of support. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's falling out of my mouth like that because of what I do for, you know, a living, but for the, for the brother that is struggling, that legit just doesn't know what is wrong with them, why they blow up, why they have a short fuse, why they um, have made all these, these beautiful babies and have this dope woman at home, but they shut down in communicating or they're pessimistic about everything. Everything gets on their nerves. They're not valuing the gift that they have of a good woman and healthy children, um, but always seeing the negative. Like, how would you encourage that brother and also that woman that's like, I don't know what to do. Hmm. That's a loaded question. It is, it is, but I'll do my best. Okay. (laughs) For the brother who may be struggling with knowing what to do next. Um, with the brother who is struggling to be vulnerable. Um, seek help. Seek help. And then sometimes you, sometimes it's okay to seek help on your own. Yeah. That's sometimes good. it's okay to seek help on your own. Because sometimes we don't want the assistance of another at that time. Mm-hmm. Because we're so frustrated inside that we don't want to show frustration to that other individual. So um speak to other brothers. Have a mentor. All men, all men. I encourage all men to have someone who's gone further than you. And be vulnerable with that person. Because that's what will happen. We'll, we'll be vulnerable with one person. Mm-hmm. That really has our best interest and, um, and then being vulnerable will become less, uh, you will become less fearful of yeah. being vulnerable. But there has to be someone you're willing to share and someone who, who's productive. Like you don't need to share with people who are not like can help you. I mean, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. People who are going to encourage you to continue to stay in your in your stuff, that's right. not who you need to be having conversations with pertaining to that. But um I would I would definitely seek some assistance, um, mentorship, things of that nature. It may be someone at your job who may just seem a little wiser, may seem, you know, like they have something, like utilize those relationships um for the for the young lady who doesn't know. Uh, pray, pray, and then, and then, and then look, look for resources. Look for resources. Look for resources for that individual because you may have more resources or know of. So you utilize that and then you don't just throw the card at the brother. Right. Here's what I need you to go do and (laughs) flick the card. No, no, we, we just need to, hey, 
have that conversation when that when that space is a good space have that conversation hey i just want to let you know that i you know i i, I looked up such and such and um maybe we should look into it see how you include yourself yeah that's important you hit a dude with maybe you should look into it that dude's not looking into it <laughs> but if you include it like hey i'll go with you i'll be supportive like i Whatever it is, and, and but mean what you're saying. Like, please, 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 young lady, young ladies, please mean what you're saying. Don't say, "Hey, I'm willing to go with you. I'm willing to do this," and then he makes an appointment and you have a nail appointment that you can't miss. Man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. If you're gonna say you're gonna ride with him, if you're gonna, if you're gonna support him, then like really do that. Just like it should be reciprocated. The man should be willing to, you know, uh, prioritize as well. So hopefully I helped you. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Um, do you believe it is important for men to be, to establish normalizing vulnerability? I do. Yeah. I, now that doesn't mean you're vulnerable, everyone. Okay. It doesn't mean that. I'm saying there may be a variety of things that you can talk to this person about and you, you pick what you want to talk to that individual about and, and you do it frequently enough. Then it becomes natural, normal for you. Um, I remember when, um, I became uh, extremely vulnerable with my, uh, therapist. Uh-huh. Every time I left there was an hour, there was hour, an hour session. When I left there, I had the chills because I sweat so much because these are un, you haven't spoken about these things and these, this is like uncharted territory and those are toxins leaving your body. Yes. So I didn't understand that until I would have these conversations and these, and be in this vulnerable place. And I'm like, now, we're in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm cold <laughs> in the summer. This is weird. That's because, or you're really tired because you're letting all that out. Yeah. That's what happens when you get, when you become vulnerable. That's what I mean by growing. You'll grow mentally, physically, spiritually when you are vulnerable. I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't think people realize the mind and body connection. And how much it's all connected. There, nothing is separated. And so when you start doing your work, you are helping your body, your brain, everything to heal holistically and legitimately like blood pressure being regulated. Some people have been diagnosed with chronic high blood pressure and they think that it's a nutritional thing. And some of it is. But a lot of it is just toxic trapped emotions that are trying to get out. And so now they're affecting the blood pressure of the organs. You know, we can go on and on on the list. I mean, with the number one disease that's killing men and women in a, in America being heart disease, that, that alone, it, it outbeats cancer, diabetes, heart disease is the number one killer of Americans. You know, and when you don't slow down enough to take, okay, a holistic lens at this, and you have young cats now in their 30s at gyms dropping dead, having heart attacks, 
at the gym, ripped, cut, all kind of stuff and dropping dead. You know, and so I, I think, not think, it's, it's crucial that people absorb the facts and ask themselves some hard questions. Like, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to grow in love? And, and after you answer those questions, begin to take the steps necessary to start that process and be patient with your process. Mm. Like for you, when you were going through this, where there's some aspects where you like, yo, when is this part going to be over with? And, and to the point where it's like, I'm not doing this no more. This is, this is exhausting. Yes, you you definitely try to expedite that thing. You try to expedite it so much, you like, uh, man, these sessions are getting too expensive. <laughs> yeah. I need to cut this 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 seventy dollars is no joke. For an hour, yeah, one twenty. So you start in your mind, you start coming up with excuses why you shouldn't go finish the process. So they give you. They give you a, a year, um, they say 12 months. So it's for, uh, twice a week for 12 months or whatever the case is. You mm-hmm. try to expedite that thing so fast. But I like what they do. What, what my therapist did is he didn't take a full payment. He wanted okay. you to pay individually. Yep. That's what I loved about him so much. He could have taken the whole year payment and one lump sum. And if you don't come, then they still get compensated. Right. He did it. Well, he made you, made me pay every time I came. Wow. So there was no way I could not finagle my way out of that thing. But yes, when, when we're dealing with process, we will try to expedite it. Um, and that's, we'll try to microwave it. Come on. You don't want to microwave that process. Yeah. So, amen. Let me stop. No, no. I'm loving it. Speaking truth, you know, and um, when you think about your age, to our listeners, you have to take into consideration how long it has taken you to be in bondage or to have these strongholds and to be mastered by these issues. And if you think 30 days is going to eliminate your issue, you, you've leaned into a lie and it's an illusion, you know? And so th- the amount of time that you put into whatever you were doing that was destructive, you got to look at the healing process the same. Absolutely. You know, if I'm like turning up and acting a fool for, for 25 years and I think 30 days is going to fix that. I'm contributing to my own frustration. <laughs> right. You know, I'm part of the problem. Like, yo, hold on. You know, but at the end of the day, what life do you want? Like, what kind of life do you want? You have to answer those questions. And as you answer them, understand that in order to get that and obtain that life, you have to start with you. If you want a healthy marriage, you always have to look at you. You know, coaching and counseling and dealing with couples and the focus always being on the opposite person is and not to say that you won't go there. That's part of the process. But you you always have to go back to looking at you, your process, your story. What shaped you? What shaped your perspective? What dysfunction have you normalized? 
you know, the list goes on and on. And so as, as, <laughs> as a coach, um, one that has been coaching, uh, literally basketball as well as life coaching for, for a number of years, many years, 20 plus years. What would you say to male youngsters that don't have men in their environment that are consistent or they're just growing up with unhealthy men teaching them? And when I say unhealthy, they're toxic. Uh, they cuss them out for showing emotion, calling themselves, calling them weak. They don't take care of their own health. They eat any old way. They drink any old way. Um, they don't have any discipline spiritually and you got youngsters growing up and this is part of what's shaping them. They, they're not on their own. They don't have a job. They, they can't go and they can't dip, you know, otherwise they'll be on the streets and they're trying to figure out how do, how do I not grow up and act like him? What would you say to that youngster? Well, there's a lot that I would say. One of the things I would say is, um, more than what I say is what I do. Mm-hmm. The example that I show my youngsters, I coach high school basketball and I have a slew of young men that have a whole program. I'm in charge of a whole entire basketball program. So I have, I could have up to 36 young people due to freshman, junior varsity, varsity. So I could have 36 young men, uh, okay. in my care for Three months, six months, depending on our off season stuff. But I model this. We just worked out this morning. I'm a 50 year old man and I can, I can do 10 sets of 10 pull ups. I don't say that I can do it. I show them that I can do it. Okay. I don't say, Hey, Make sure you get some protein in you, things of that nature to keep, you know, keep growing and stuff like that. I show them this is what I do every day that they're with me. They see, they see I have a a great consumption of water. They see that I can physically handle myself when it comes to working out and things of that nature. They Mm -hmm. see it because I do it for a reason so that they can attempt to model what this looks like. At my age. Um, so I think, I think that's what I do most instead of just talking to them about this stuff. I show them and then I tell them why. Okay. So here's why I work out every day. This is what I want to do. This is what I, how I want to live. And then they get a, you know, they get a pretty good grasp. I, I run a group called, uh, Boys to Men and, uh, we have those type of conversations in that setting because it's more of a classroom setting. So then that's when I really talk about wellness and what that looks like and things of that nature. Um, but I tell them, I tell the young people, create your narrative, create your narrative. If, 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 if you have a, a, a man who's not as nice to your, to your mom, um, Always take care of your mom. Always protect your mom. Um, and sometimes we can do that by calling someone who can really help us. Okay. Instead of getting ourselves involved in that. 
if you have a young, if you have a man or male in your life who isn't the most productive individual, um, we need you to be productive. I tell young people, my young men, I tell them do a hundred pushups within two hours. I said, when you're watching TV or you're watching whatever on the commercial, get down, do 10 pushups. This is going to create a habit, a mental habit to make you understand to help you uh continue this this health and wellness. I talk to them about reading. We read. I show them that I read. That's good. I show them that I read. I also, I also <laughs> they they dislike riding to games with me. Okay, let me put that out there. We ride the games, they gotta get in the van, and what comes on that, what I put on. I'm not putting J. Cole on there. Nothing against all the brothers. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to classical music. Okay. 89.5. And they really can't believe that I'm really serious about what I'm going to listen to. If you need a ride, I'm, I'm willing to take you, but you're going to listen to what I listen to. So then I tell them, so I, so again, I, I, I expose it to them and then I tell them why I said, so I don't go nuts on these roads. <laughs> this is what I listen to. It keeps me calm. How can you flip out? Listen to Beethoven. Right, right. <laughs> Mozart, Sebastian Bach. Like, how are you going to really like be a thug? <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> so it's funny because I really, really have, uh, made it, made it my business. And that's what I do. So again, it's about showing and then telling why this is, this is the approach I take. So thank you. For but that that's question. incredible because you're, you're making so many things applicable and intentional. Very, very intentional. And I think that that is incredible. Um, so for y'all that get behind a wheel and act a fool, you just got your playlist. <laughs> that, that's really, really good. I love that. Because there are a lot of stigmas around just the, the recklessness, um, not being balanced. Um, I think overall it's just a human issue, but we know that there are systems in the world that put an emphasis on the black and brown community. Like we're the craziest people on the face of the planet um, with no type of order. And and I believe that is changing. You know, more and more people are, are being intentional about educating themselves. And I think it's important to acknowledge that as well. Um, you're dealing with centuries of lies and stigmas. And so it's not, it's not something that's going to be knocked down and poured down in a year, two years, five years, 20 years. It's ongoing. Um, but it's brothers like you that are continuing to do your own work and, um, put yourselves in positions to make impacts on youngsters that are coming up so that they can see it modeled without the excuse of saying, I never saw it. You know, and so thank you for that. Thank you as, uh, as a husband, as a father, as a coach, as a mentor, as a business owner. I mean, there are, you have a lot of 
uh, roles that you play. And so you're able to walk that out. Why? Because you did your work and you're doing your work. It's ongoing. And so I would love for you to, before we wrap up, really kind of talk about the ongoing, the maintenance. It doesn't stop after therapy, after going to church, after hitting the gym. What does this look like as maintenance, as a lifestyle for you? And what would you say to young brothers out there, young and old? You know, uh, as she said it, Crystal said it, lifestyle, not a goal. Yeah. The goals, as soon as something gets a little difficult, the goal will stop. You'll forget the goal. But if it's a lifestyle, it's something that you do instead of saying, ah, I got to go to the gym. You might want to say, I want to go to the gym change your verbiage. That's going to help you through this ongoing process. I have a motto, no days off. I live by that. No days off. Now, I'm not saying that I work 365 days of the year for a company or for my company or for whatever to get compensation. I do vacations and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. even on my vacation, somebody, there's going to be someone that is presented to me that I need to assist. And that may need to assist me. Right. In this ongoing work. So that ongoing work that she's speaking of, it is, it is real. And the complacent individuals don't last. Yeah. Because you reach a certain thing. That's the problem with the goal. Once you reach it, what else is there? But if it's a lifestyle, this is like, like, like Fellowship Phoenix, like to, to do outreaches for, for, for the homeless or the needy or those who are less fortunate and things of that nature, underserved communities. Like that is in my bones. So I'm going to do it every day yeah. until I'm called home because it's a lifestyle. It's not a goal. So. I would encourage anyone to take that approach. Um, if you're working out four days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, do, do what you do, but don't get complacent. Don't think cause your, your, your stuff a little rocked up that you're like, Oh, I can chill now. Right. Cause that thing will turn to something else. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just with anything. Like it'll turn to putty. It'll it turn to, to mud. If you don't continue to to work on it, same thing as relationships. If you don't work on your relationship and you think you can place it, and yeah, you and, and cruise, something else, something else will hit that relationship so hard. And if y'all haven't like built some stamina, if you will, mm-hmm. that relationship is gonna crumble. Because so for that brother, that's I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just said because you didn't work on it continuously. So that's that's basically what I'm saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So for that brother that's like, I'll do it in next month. I'll start in 2022. Uh, I'll kick it off in the fall. The procrastinators. Always finding an excuse to not do the work. And you just touched on it a little bit. What would you say to that brother? Oh, you, 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 I would say to that brother, brother, 
So you can guarantee your time, huh? You have that much power that you know 2022, you're going to be able to do what it is that you want to do. You can't, you can't determine that, sir. None of us can. So I would encourage you to take baby steps at it. I'm not telling you to, 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 to drink the whole 16 ounce at this time. Go at it gradually. That's how you're going to be able to, to, to continue to, to keep the stamina, the stick and stay mentality. It is not going to, you're not going to be able to expedite that process. So chop at it. So if you want to accomplish, you want to go to, you think it's probably best for you to go seek some professional help. Go to one session. You don't have to do three sessions in a week. Go to one mm-hmm. session. Little chunks, little chunks. And that's going to help you again, uh, maintain the process of whatever it is you choose to uh, be a part of. See, stuff just keep coming off the dome. So bear with me. Now, what about, what about communities or environments that don't support mental health? Um, this is a big one. If you're in a church, if you're in a community that speaks against it, says that you don't have faith, if you need to go see a therapist or a counselor, or you at home and people that don't take all that, you need to, you need to just pray and trust God to get you through it. What would you say to those that are, are wrestling? They're in spaces like that. They know they need the help, but they're not surrounded around people that are close to them that they love and respect because that's what makes it hard and um, but they're not receiving the necessary support to take the steps that they need to and they're and they're longing for that before they launch out and make a decision that is healthy for them well i would i would ask that individual have they considered that god made counselors he created counselors for individuals who need uh professional help. Right. Um because it's very biblical. Very, very I would also say, um now take care of yourself. I understand, you know, your your pastor friend or your your deacon friend or whomever are telling you to have all the faith. Yeah. Have the faith to go to get some professional help. Yeah. Have that use the faith right there. Right. Now, I know I'm a little animated, but I get a little fired up for stuff like this. Hey, go ahead. Do your thing. This this stuff is so true. Like we we really be like listening to these individuals when your house is about to be destroyed. Yeah. They don't live in their house. You're not in their house, so you don't even know what's going on in their house. Right. But they're telling you something. That's not even accurate. It's not even biblical. Right. Like, so I would encourage, let me, let me, let me let my, <laughs> I would encourage the, the gentleman or the young man or the young lady take care of you at the end of the day. Take care of you. And in taking care of you, you're going to take care of others. That's the process. Yeah. So, so, so get away from this, I'm a do me mentality. Let's, let's understand doing you is cool as long as it doesn't hurt others. Okay. Okay. So 
just understand, you're going to have individuals that say, hey, you know what? This is not the thing that you should do or things of that nature. Do what's best for you. You know it's right. God's tugging on your heart. Hey, you need assistance. You need help here. Please, please find someone. YouTube us. Contact us. Our information is there. There are people out there who are willing, really genuinely willing to help you. Yes. I am one of them, and I know my sister is one of them. So <laughs> utilize us. Utilize us. And utilize those who God uh, created to to be in such a forum to help people because because God knows he he can't do it as he 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 knows he needs in certain individuals that can speak to that certain situation he knows that he created that so that's why he's you know <laughs> he's trying to duplicate us amen amen man I could talk to you and talk to you and talk to you about this topic um it's just all about really helping people to just get in a position to truly not hate your story, but to learn to to love it and to grow and to understand that even though circumstances, not everything makes sense and that you've experienced pain and suffering, all things work together. It doesn't eliminate the pain. It doesn't eliminate the discomfort. It doesn't eliminate what it costs you but all things will work together. When we learn to reframe it, put it in God's hands and trust him to, to get us through. But we got to start. We have to start. I, I, I love that. And I love that. Um, I've been through a lot in my life, a lot. And um, wouldn't change it. I'm sorry. I know people say, wow. what? You wouldn't change that? Like, God. I would not. And I, and I say that because this past weekend we had an outreach where we gave out a bottle of water to, um, the less fortunate individuals who, who are currently living in the streets, um, for a variety of reasons. All right. But, um, if I had not experienced a similar experience, I wouldn't have the compassion to assist those individuals in 118 degree weather. The people that went with me to do this, to do this outreach, they wouldn't have the passion and the compassion to do such a thing if they didn't have some tough experiences themselves. Man, you know, because it goes back to when you're in it, you like, when is this going to be over? Uh, you trying to find every door to exit out of the season that you are in. Uh, but it's crucial to grow. Okay, I'm planted here. It doesn't feel good. But I'm sure enough going to grow. <laughs> you got to make up your mind. And I don't say that lightly because there's a lot of unmentionable situations that people are in right now. Um, but knowing that there are resources, there's help. Corey, tell us where uh, we can find you. You can your find social media pages and your business. All right. Well, you can find me on your stuff. But <laughs> Fellowship Phoenix, 
is the organization that I oversee. And um, please check us out. Uh, we do a lot of different things in the community, a lot of basketball camps, things like that for underprivileged individuals and kids. Like I, I really believe all children should have or, or have exposure to, to greatness. Um, it shouldn't be financial, uh, situation on to why they should not experience greatness and fun and things of that nature. So that's what we do there. Fellowship Phoenix, you can find me. Um, you can email me, Corey McCallum92 at gmail.com. Um, Facebook, you can, I'm on Facebook, Corey McCallum. I'm on Instagram, Corey McCallum399. I believe that's what it is. I'm an OG, so I don't remember all of that stuff. <laughs> that's all good. Shoot, they gonna find you. Yeah, and you can find me right here. <laughs> yeah, we, we're gonna, yeah, I'm here. So if you need, if you need anything that I could possibly or that we can possibly help you with, please feel free to ask questions. I cannot say thank you enough. I appreciate your honesty and being a good man, husband, father, mentor, leader, uh, making the impact that you're continuing to make one life at a time and um, being intentional about it. It means a lot. I want to continue to encourage you. Uh, sisters, encourage the men in your lives. Um, speak truth to them in love and tactfully. Don't break that brother down. And I want to encourage you to create space for them to be vulnerable, to be naked and unashamed without judgment or you trying to fix them. Um, and because this is a process, this is their journey and their story. And brothers, as, as Corey said, if, if you don't, if you're not currently in the environment that will support that, there are enough resources so that there are, what's your shirt say? Corey, what's your shirt say? What's your excuse? You can't have no excuses. We in 2021 with a lot of support and resources today, uh, but there's no reason to be sitting and struggling. And I get it. Counseling and therapy can cost you an arm and a leg. You may not have the income to get it. Find you a mentor, a pastor, somebody that is balanced, that is not one extreme or the other, um, and, and um, will bring the balanced support that you need to uh, start your healing process so that you can be uh, better and healthier. Do you have any other closing remarks, anything you want to say? Um, the grind, the grind of life, the grind of life continues. And there are people in your, in our lives that God has allowed us to be connected to for a reason. So utilize them, please. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again. All right. We had another discussion. Men's Health and Wellness Month. Um, continue to check us out. We will continue to have more content com coming. You know how to find us. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Google Podcasts, all the podcast outlets. Thank you all again so much for tuning in. Uh, God bless. We love you. Bless you.